0: Welcome everyone to Seek Go Create. This is your host, Tim Winders, and I just want to say, boy, it is good to talk to everyone. We're in such an odd world. We're already into 2021. A lot of things going on in 2021 already. If you're listening to this uh, live, it's probably sometime in January. If you're listening to it via the podcast or YouTube, it might be into February. But I just want to tell you that I just encourage you with whatever you're doing just to remain faithful, <laughs> be patient, understanding, love as many people as you can because there is just so much going on in the world. We just need more of that. I've got a number of things that I wanted to share on this episode. This will be a solo episode. First one we've done that is uh, just me in some time, so uh we're kind of changing up some formats uh, and we'll talk more about that in just a second. But what we plan to do here is the title is how to be proactive when everything in our world wants us to be reactive. And over the last few weeks, I've sat down and just made some notes on this topic. And I've got a lot of bullet points that kind of fall into four main categories, but we'll get to that in just a moment. Before we do that, I actually wanted to cover a few basic items, maybe talk format, and then we've had a lot of questions come in. We get questions all the time on social and uh, on some of our channels, and then I just get questions just when I'm out and about. And so I wanted to take this opportunity as we started this episode, maybe just to address some of those questions uh, right here at the beginning of of this of this show. So. Um, so anyway, a bunch of cool questions that I'll get to. I do want to mention before I get to that, two, two items, kind of housekeeping items. One is we did a short episode for a period of time called the uh, the Focus Report. And what we were doing is we were experimenting with some things where we were just doing a short uh, glim- glimpse back, look forward, kind of a summary, and it was about a 15, 20-minute episode, and those did well, but got a little bit of feedback, and so what we've decided is we're gonna kind of take some of those things, merge them into a solo episode. I had some people asking, Tim, can you do some teaching and sharing, and and I love doing the interviews, but I said, absolutely, let's uh, let's try to do some of that. So that's what we're starting, with this episode that uh, is releasing right around the 1st of February. And so I'd love your feedback on it, love uh, to get your input, love your comments, love your thoughts, love your questions. So make sure that you you give us that feedback and uh, there's a lot of places to do that. You can do it on social media. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on LinkedIn, we're on, where else are we? We're also on Parlor, we're on Instagram. Uh, that's all right now oh we're also on youtube so youtube and then also all of your podcast platforms you can listen in and give us some feedback and comments on all of those, so please do that. You can also do that on our website. You can go to seekcocreate.com. Just give us some input and let us know how um, how you're liking our format. The plan is currently to do about one solo episode with just me kind of sharing some things I'm learning from clients I'm working with, things I'm learning from the interviews we're doing and just all the reading and studying that I do and just maybe observations and things that are going on. And, uh, and then we'll also cover a few of our, um, a few of our promotions that we'll cover during the solo episode. And then the other episodes will continue to be the interviews which I definitely love doing. And you've been given feedback that you love those too. We can tell by the numbers and the downloads and the listens that those are going extremely well. So we'll definitely be continuing those. So uh, that's the first item is that we're going to be kinda doing a little bit of adjusting with the format and we're hopeful. Hopeful that that's something that you like and enjoy. The second thing that I want to mention that we've started early part of this year is we just want to do, I guess we'll just call them giveaways. We just want to give some stuff away. And at the time of recording this, we're finishing up giving away one year of subscription to the Dwell Bible app. And I hope that you were able to participate in that. And if you're listening to this later or after that giveaway ended, then you may have heard of, or may be participating in the giveaway where we're giving away one year of Masterclass. And Masterclass is a great, great training and education uh, app and tool. We actually watch it on our Apple TV. You could watch it on all of your devices, but, uh, but Masterclass is something that they've done such a great job with. And that value, it's about $180 value that we have given away, depending on when you listen to this. But if we haven't, then go to our socials, go check it out because all you have to do is just get registered with your email address And then you could earn extra points and get more chances to win by going in, like uh, subscribing on YouTube or sharing what we're doing or or, uh, subscribing on one of the podcast platforms. So definitely watch that. And as the first quarter moves along and as 2021 moves along, here's the plan. I'm actually reading through, uh, highlighting, making notes in the books for those that I interview. I typically do that digitally but I decided this year I'm gonna start doing it with a physical book and I'm going to uh, go through that. And then I'm going to on our social channels, so be watching for it, go on our social channels, do a real quick book review, a few points that I got from the book that probably were not covered in the interview that I did with the author for those that I interviewed on the podcast and the YouTube channel. And then we're gonna have a giveaway where I give away either one or a bundle of those books. And uh, here's what I believe. I guess here's what I'm hopeful for. I am hopeful that we're creating a community of people that are learners, that are seekers. Seek, go, create, get it. That are seekers that are just looking for more information. They're trying to be better. We're trying to reach the full potential of who we are and who we were created to be. And I know that reading is a big part of that. Listening to podcasts, talking to people, interviewing people. All of that is part of of just working on ourselves. And so I just wanna kinda of keep that going by giving away books, by offering them to, to you, the listener, to, to, uh, to get and just encouraging you as, as I read through things. And I'd love to hear from you on what you're reading and if there's an author that you've read or someone that we might could get as an interview, I'd love to hear from it. So keep an eye out for the interviews. The best, I mean, not the interviews, excuse me. Yes, the interviews, but keep an eye out for the giveaways. And the best way to do that, watch our social channels. But also if you go to seekgocreate.com and put your best email address in at the bar up top, then you'll always be updated on our giveaways and all the episodes that we are releasing. So make sure you do that. We, um, we're hopeful to have a lot of fun with that this year and uh, just sow a lot back into your lives. And, uh, and then I'll just share and, uh, and, and have fun as we go along. So those are the giveaways. All right, I wanna to get to some questions that continue to come in that I get. As I, as I speak to people, I'm out and about and, and, uh, and so here's, here's just a list of them. I'm getting to as many as I can before I get to the portion where I want to talk about how to be proactive when everything in our world wants us to be reactive. I think it's very timely for when I am recording this, which is roughly the first week of January. And there's just been a lot going on, and I think the world really wants us. I think everything wants us to react and respond, and I really desire for myself to be proactive and be focused and stay on task with the assignment and the things that I know that I'm supposed to do. And I really desire for you to do the same, for you that might be uh, I don't, in a family, or you might be, you're working a job, but you may also be in a leadership role, or if you also run a company in a business, I'll talk about all of those as we get into that topic. But here's a few of the questions that come in to us all, of, all the time. And uh, you know, most people that have listened to this, if you're new, then you need to know something about me and my wife, Glory. We live, work, and travel in an RV. And one of the questions that I get all the time from people outside of RV world is, do you really live in an RV? And let me just go ahead and answer, yes, we do live in an RV and everything we own is almost in this RV. We've got a small storage unit. So uh, the answer to that is yes. And, you know, I had someone, um, you know, I, I actually am, we, we kind of were living a social distance lifestyle in the RV before it became a popular or forced thing back in early 2020. And uh, because we carry everything that we own with us and and uh, you know we're not in and out of hotels or things like that, but you do bump into people when you're out and about. And just the other day, someone kind of walked by when I was outside sitting in the chair in the sun and uh, they said, so where do you live? And I said, well, we actually live in the RV. And I just pointed to the RV behind me. And they said, wow, this was their comment. They said, that may be the perfect way to live with all that's going on in the world. And, uh, and you know what? I had to partially or somewhat agree because we didn't plan all this uh, when a pandemic and a lot of lockdowns and other things were going on. We started doing this, we first got the inkling in the summer of 2018 and we didn't move into the RV until the end of 2018, early 2019. So we've been doing it for over two years now. And uh, yes, the answer to the question is we really do live, work and travel in our RV. So I hope that helps you because a lot of people, I don't know if they think it's a gimmick or if we're faking it or something, I, I don't know, but we do. And also just as an FYI, our 27 year old son does also, and he's the producer and branding guy for the podcast and, and also helps with some other things with SeatGo Create. And so he does also. So yes, we live in an RV. Next question is, um, <laughs> uh, what is it like living, working and traveling in an RV? I, I'll, I'll say it this way, like anything, it's awesome most of the time and then sometimes it's not. Like right now it is awesome because I'm gonna get to the next question, which is where are you now? People always ask me, I get on a video call, I get on a coaching call, I get on a a Mastermind or something that I'm on. It's, It's very common that people will say, where are you now? Well, at the time that I'm recording this, we are in Southern Utah, not far from the entrance of Zion National Park. And we spent a little bit of time here a few years ago, and it was a little bit cold, a little bit wet, and not super exciting in the RV. This is kind of answering the question, what is it like to live in an RV? And uh, But right now, it's about 55 degrees outside, the sun is shining, it's warm and toasty, it dips down to the low 30s, sometimes mid 20s at night, which is a little chilly but that is almost perfect. A little bit warmer might be just a little better, but that is perfect and that is awesome. You don't have to turn on the heat that often. You don't have to turn on the air conditioning and it is great. But when it's colder, not as much fun. So that might answer the question of what it's like. I will say this, my wife and I really, really do enjoy the space that we live in. We gutted it, we ripped out a bunch of stuff put our own furniture in, redid the flooring, painted the whole thing, built our offices. I'm actually broadcasting and speaking to you right now from the passenger seat, which I actually removed and put another little bench in here with some lighting for YouTube and a small desk that I have. So it, it, uh, it's been created, we've created the space to be very customized for us. And so when someone asks the question, what is it like? I'll say that we love it 95% of the time. The times we don't, times it's colder, maybe when we have to move, maybe when the water freezes, maybe when it's super hot, maybe when we're having to go cross country and there's a lot of wind, maybe when there's a lot of weird stuff going on in the world and we kind of think maybe it would be good to have just a piece of land somewhere, but then we realize, you know what, we can kind of start up the engine and go just about anywhere. So I hope that gives a little bit of glimpse of what it's like in the RV. I have discussed it on other episodes, and, and I may do that in the future. But just know it is pretty darn cool to, uh, to live in an RV. So for those of you that might be thinking about doing something like that, reach out to me. I'll uh, be more than happy to go into more information and talk more about it with you. All right. Next question. Let me get to this one. Where did the name seek, go create come from? Well, we did cover this on an episode. I believe it was in January of 2019. It was kind of like the origin story, but I'll just give a real quick glimpse of it. Those are three words that at one of the lowest times of my life, extremely low, we were going through difficult financial challenges. We were living in a very nice community in a clubhouse, but we were not able to continue paying on mortgages, bills. We had a lot of real estate that we were working with at the time, and we were struggling to keep all that going. It was a very difficult time, and I spent a lot of time, we had a lot of golf courses in the development that we lived in. I spent a lot of time walking on the golf courses, and over the course of a matter of weeks, I would just walk and just spend time in prayer, asking for guidance from the Lord, maybe begging a lot. And over the course of those walks and that quiet time, maybe me whining more than I should have, I got three words, I actually got four words. I got the word seek, I got the word go, I got the word create, and I also got the word now. So when we were looking to name the podcast, I was just kind of brainstorming with our team. I was trying to come up with all these things And it's real interesting, our son, J.K., kind of said, hey, Dad, you've always used this Seek, Go, Create. And it was kind of like Seek, Go, Create now. It's kind of like a mantra for the last 10 years. Why don't you just name the podcast Seek, Go, Create? Being a branding guy and an artist and a visual artist, he put together our artwork, which you see if you listen to this on any of the podcast platforms. And he also put all the things that we now have on social media. So that's how it was born. There's a lot more to it. There's, there's really a lot to each one of those words, but that is where the name Seek Go Create came from. If you wanna know more, jump back to that episode, which was in January of 2019, Seek Go Create, the origin story. So I hope that helps there. And then someone asked, there was a question about, what about the theme of the show, which is redefining success in leadership? business and ministry and here's the deal you know they tell you with a podcast that you need to do all you can to describe your audience and come up with your avatar and describe your perfect person that's listening and truthfully as as a business coach I'm really able to do that well with clients but like many of us I struggle to do that for myself So I was working with, uh, I was actually in a mastermind just for podcasting because I believe in coaching and masterminds for for everyone, including people that are coaches. And I was talking to uh, the guy that was running it, Eric, a friend of mine. And I was just saying, you know, I'm feeling like I need to kind of focus a little bit and, you know, kind of help people understand what we're doing. And and he asked me some pointed questions. He said, what is it that you really want people to? to come away with when they listen to podcasts. And I said, you know, I really do want people to have a different and unique definition of success. I want them to understand that success and failure as we define it in our culture and society may not be what we really think it is. And so that really started us thinking. I went back and listened to a lot of the interviews, a lot of the episodes that we had done. And what I recognized was, that redefining success was really the theme of a lot of the interviews, a lot of the episodes. People had gone through struggles. They had to redefine what they were doing in life with their businesses or, or how they define success. And, and then we just combine that with really the categories that we're in, which is leadership business and also ministry, which we mash together within the podcast. So that's where we came up with redefine success in leadership, business, and ministry, which is our which is our tagline. And uh, so that's a question. I recently had a question. There's a couple of questions here and then we'll lead into our teaching and, and discussion that we want to have for this episode. And it is what do you see is the biggest challenge facing businesses and leaders today? And I wanna say this, it's really the topic that triggered me to, uh, to sit down and make some notes on and discuss on the podcast episode. And that is this, it's the challenge of focus. It's avoiding distractions so that we can operate strategically or proactively like we're gonna talk about today. I believe that so many people have great ideas I believe that people have great businesses. Some of those they're going to monetize in a huge way. Some of those might be more hobbies or ministries. All of that is great. But the, the biggest challenge that most of us face today is that with all that's happening in the world, all that's going on as I'm recording this in January of 2021, as you're listening to it in probably February or maybe later of 2021, there's just a lot of stuff going on. And all of those things have the ability to keep you off the task of what you are assigned and created to do. And so the biggest challenge that I see is lack of focus or distractions or being taken away from that task or that assignment that you have, and that's what we're going to talk about in just a moment. But there's one other one other question I want to get to before I dive into that, and I just had this come up yesterday, or it might have been the day before. It came in, I believe, on a Marco Polo or uh, or somewhere else. I can't recall. So many of these platforms now that we're on. But uh, someone asked me the question, that, and, and this kind of goes back to what people ask me a lot. They say, Tim, what exactly do you do and how would one work with you? And so I'll just address that quickly and then we'll get into the topic for the podcast I am a business coach primarily leadership coach and i work with people that consider themselves leaders and to me that's many people but uh but i work with businesses and organizations that's really what i do and i generally work with the leader and or the leadership team and so uh, someone asked well how would i work with you well if you think you might need a coach or someone to help you remain focused or to help you achieve and accomplish what you think you're supposed to achieve and accomplish, just shoot me a message and let's get on the line and let's see if there's a match. If not, I'll let you know. And, uh, and if we don't match up, that's cool uh, because we only wanna to work together if it makes sense. But if I can make it work, I will uh, do, a, do, a, do a short call, introduction call or whatever, just so we can chat about it. And, uh, and then we'll look at it. Is there strategy that you need? Is there leadership development? Are, is there some crisis or chaos going on that we need to kind of clean up? Are there personnel issues? I mean, there's just a wide range of things that we can work with, but many of them will spill into our topic today. So uh, so one of the things we're doing also is we're, we're attempting to uh, do some of these coaching calls and make them available so that people can listen in. So if you think you may have interest in that, just send a message, an email to connect at seekgocreate.com, connect at seekgocreate.com and just say, I'd like to talk to Tim or I may need a coach or redefine success is something else that we've used. And then we'll try to uh, see, we're, we're gonna pick around three a month, but uh, we'll do what we can to get on the line and have that discussion. So I hope that helps answer that question of uh, what I do a little bit and how people can work with me. So, hey, listen, let's go ahead and dive into the big question, which is how to be proactive in a reactive world. And I don't even know if that's a good title to what we're talking about here, because what we're really looking at is there, in in my opinion, all of us were created. We we're created to achieve and accomplish something. And some of us might think it's a big thing. Some of us might think it's a small thing. I don't really think that's relevant for the conversation here. And some of you might still be looking for that. That's great. That's one thing I love to talk to people about is, what do you think that calling or that assignment is? So, uh, but but I do think we're called to something. And unfortunately, what many people do going through life, instead of proactively moving towards that something, they react to all the circumstances, all the stuff, all the junk that's going on around them, and it impacts their emotions, it impacts their actions, and in all likelihood, it can prevent them from doing whatever that something is. So what I wanted to do is I I wanted to go through, there's about four, I think maybe four or five big categories that I've got bullet points under that we will look at that will allow us to be more proactive and less reactive in the world. The first big category that I wanna mention is just our mindset, is how we think about things, because our mind is that first battleground of being proactive versus being reactive and let me just hit a few bullet points here. One of the first things that we need to do under mindset is we need to establish and set our expectations. Had a conversation with someone recently that they had extremely grandiose expectations, and unfortunately, as they fail to meet some of those expectations, they would get quickly discouraged and get impatient and want to step back and not continue going. So, and then on the flip side, there are people that set such low expectations or no expectations that in many ways, it makes it difficult for them to either get any momentum and move forward. So setting expectations is important. Some may call it goals. I'm just kind of working on the mindset right now of what is it that you expect out of your life? Do you expect to be proactive? Or do you expect that something is going to happen that's going to impact what you do and it's going to be a negative impact that will prevent you from moving forward or doing whatever that thing is that you're supposed to do. And, but, but know this, we know that the way the world is structured that we're going to have distractions thrown at us all the time. So in some ways we need to expect that and not be surprised. I'm I'm of the age that I'm getting to the point where nothing surprises me in this world. Just with some things that have happened here in the United States recently, happened around the world, obviously we're we're still in pandemic and lockdown. I'm getting to the point where very little surprises me. And there was a period of time where I was like going, wow, that's really surprising. So part of it is just knowing that things are going to come at you. So set your expectations. And understand that that's a mindset. There's a lot more to that, but that'll give you something to consider there. Next bullet point, control what you can control. And I'll jump back to a couple of big examples and one small example. A Couple of big examples over the last 12 months. In all likelihood, none of you, none of us could really control that the world had a pandemic none of us could really control that there were lockdowns and other things going on. So we need to understand that that is just a situation and we are going to have to deal with it and know that it is not within our control. Another thing we can't control, we can't control the political environment, all that's going on there. A lot of people say we need to fight for this, fight for that. I I do agree you need to stand up and you need to do your part, but uh, understand there's a big picture there and it's, in all likelihood, something that you do not have control over. I want to give you a small example that just happened to me today. I get up and I've got a relatively new MacBook Pro and I open it up and it doesn't turn on. And I've got someone that's going to be interviewing me on a podcast today. I've got some notes I need to make. I've got some project work for a client. And then I also need to record this podcast episode that I'm doing right now that was on my list today. And my computer's not working. So I get on the line with Apple. I had a battery issue back uh, back over the holidays. They replaced the battery. I sent it off and now they're telling me I'm gonna need to send it back. You know what? I was not feeling super happy, but that is really something that is beyond my control. I am just gonna have to deal with it and work with it. So I'm working on being proactive. I'm trying to adjust my schedule. I've got interviews. I've got coaching calls. I've got client client work to do all next week. Now I'm gonna have to juggle and work with my schedule, get with my assistant to try to determine how we can do all that without a computer, or if I could borrow my wife's computer or do it on an iPad or do it on my phone. So I'll control what I can control, but you know what? I can't fix this computer. Fortunately, I'm able to use it plugged in. Let's hope it keeps going as I'm recording this. So control what you can control. I think a lot of the challenge that a lot of people, that most people, I did, ran into, especially over the last 12 months is we started reacting to things that we really can't control. That's a dangerous path to go down. Next bullet item, choose your battles. And I've already mentioned politics, choose your battles. But I I will say this, a lot of the battles that we need to be, I, I guess, choosy about the amount of energy that we spend with them is just unwinnable, arguments, and folks, they are everywhere out there right now. I mean, I feel strongly about being a follower of Christ, and I know that there are people that, that feel the same way, but I know that there are people that don't, and I may have discussions with them, but you know what? I am not going to beat them over the head trying to get them to believe like I believe, I'm not going to have a lot of political discussions with people, hopefully, I'll try my best. And those are just unwinnable battles. And I can tell you that we get in more of a reactive mode as opposed to proactive when we go down that path. And then the final bullet point under mindset, some of these are gonna spill over as we go into additional items is to know where you fit in the big picture. And that kind of goes back to a spiritual thing that I just mentioned. And it's, it's not really a concern of mine what your belief system is, but whatever it is, make sure you know how you fit in to that. If you believe in God, that's cool, that's great. I believe you should. Uh, if you believe in God, know that there's a bigger picture going on. There's other stuff happening. Um, If you have some other spiritual beliefs, then just understand and know what that is. See, I I think when we begin thinking that we are the center of the universe and the entire story revolves around us, then it starts putting us in a position where expectations get altered. We start thinking we have this more control than we really have. Uh, it, It messes with us as far as choosing our battles. And then what it does is it moves us in a direction where we can start reacting instead of being proactive. So those are four items under mindset. Let's move along and talk about the next big category, which is our actions or our habits or what we do. We're moving outside of our head and now we're moving into the things that we actually do, our actions. First bullet point under actions. And to me, this has become so critical. And I did not, this is something that I did not do in the past as well. I believe one of the actions that everyone needs to have is establish the habit of having quiet time or thinking time or white space built in so you don't have anything going on or you have time to think or you may call it meditation or prayer. I even think it's beyond that. I think you need to have time to do nothing. I'm of the age that I still remember growing up, gosh, I'm gonna sound so old here, where we only had a few channels on TV. We didn't have cell phones, we didn't have pagers, we didn't have all of those things. We had our mom yelling on the porch that it was time to come home for dinner and we would just go out and there would be times where we did nothing, just had fun, played, got creative. I think we need to determine how to do that in the current world that we're in. Even with all of this stuff that's going on, we need to have quiet time and time to think. So that's one action. Second kind of builds on that, and that is eliminate alarms, notifications, all of these things, these devices, I, you know, I've got my phone here, I've got a computer in front of me, I've got a laptop, I've got a digital pad, I've got all of these things, and I know most of you do also. And we need to learn how to make those tools slaves to what we're doing, instead of us being slaves to them. And I know that some of you may be watching this or have heard this on social media. Social media can be a great tool, but it can also be a great distraction. And one of the things I've noticed, and this is just a little tip that I have found, sometimes it's aggravating to my wife, but I don't have any sounds on any of my devices, especially not right now, I don't want my phone ringing or anything like that while I'm doing this recording, but I typically don't have any sounds on because I've re- recognized that when the phone rings, I jump. So I do a lot of scheduled calls. I block time, I block time to do things. and. And I definitely don't have notifications turned on for when someone comments on a post on social media or someone likes or dislikes or they leave a message. To me, when all of those notifications are going off, there's, I guess, that thing they call dopamine. It just starts getting us all jacked up and we live in a constant state of engagement and thinking that something's about to happen and that we need to respond or react. And I don't think we do. I mean, if you're one that's fully engaged like that and you think you need to be, at the very least, practice times where you turn things off or or turn the notifications off or put the devices away so that you can start blocking some of that white space time, thinking time, because then it puts us in a position to where we can be proactive instead of being re- pro, uh, reactive. So anyway, this next one is more important than ever with all that's happened in the last 12 months. And that is we need to stay as healthy and rested as possible. Um, No big decisions is one of the things my wife and I discuss. We do not wanna make any big decisions while we are fatigued. We recently traveled. We did a quick trip to Colorado and back just to visit our grandchild and our our daughter and son-in-law there. And we came back in, we were late, we drove 10 hours up, 10 hours back, we were a little bit tired, we had a lot of things going on. And my wife and I looked at each other, we said, and I, I, either she said, or I said, I can't recall, probably her, she's got a lot of wisdom. We just said, you know, we don't need to make these decisions while we're both a little bit fatigued, a little bit agitated, let's just kind of rest, get caught up and then we'll make decisions related to that. It is very easy to kind of get in a cycle when we're fatigued, when we're tired, when we're worn down, when we're not feeling healthy, that we get into very reactive. And then unfortunately, those can start building on themselves and reactive responses, begat reactive responses, begat reactive, to use like Bible words there. And it just starts picking up momentum. And what we want to do is we want the momentum to move towards being proactive, not reactive. And so we like to be rested. We like to be healthy. Everyone needs to be healthy. Now we need to be building up our immune systems and getting out. As soon as I finish this, I'm going to go on a little bit of a walk and try to put some miles on my Apple watch and, and just kind of get some air and fresh air and, Everybody, we need to be doing that. That also kind of helps us clear out some time and, and get away from some of the distractions also. So stay healthy, stay rested. And you know one thing that's interesting? <laughs> if my 25, 35, maybe even 45-year-old self heard me saying that, I would probably argue with myself because I used to be one of these sort of adrenaline junkies that I would pride myself on staying up late and then getting up early and paying the price and, you know, doing whatever it took. And I've just kind of found maybe it's maturity. Maybe I'm just needing more rest. I don't know. I've just found that it is a much better pace. I am much more proactive when I have a little bit more rest. So try to do that that's a good action. And then the final thing under actions that I have listed here is practice. Using that muscle of focus. Practice working on things without distractions. One of the things I love to do is block time. If I'm doing some writing, if I'm doing something creative, if I'm doing something for a client or for a, um, or working on a project for someone, I will try to block time and do my best to not have anything that distracts me during that time and focus on it. I'll tell you right up front though, over the last year, with all that's happened in the world, all the news, all the mayhem, everything going on, it has been extremely difficult for me and I've continued to have to work on that habit and that action and I know that in all likelihood, most of you or many of you are doing the same thing. So practice, practice that muscle of focus. And it is a muscle, we can get out of, we can get really out of practice on being focused. You could just kind of be getting up, reading the news, letting things distract you, jumping on social media and scrolling instead of going on and just doing the things you need to do. All of those things can start pulling you away from getting focused. So practice being focused. All right, so we've covered two big items. We've covered mindset, we've covered actions, let's keep going. I've got two more that we will be looking at, and the next one is systems. And many of you may know I, uh, I'm an industrial and systems engineer, graduate from the Georgia Institute of Technology, Georgia Tech, out of Atlanta. And so I've always been, I've always been systems focused, or not systems focused, but just aware of systems and how important they are. And if I do something more than once, I'm trying to figure out how to automate it or delegate it or or eliminated if it's something that I don't need to do anymore. So so systems are important. We're in a world that's full of systems. And so it's important for us to understand how they fit into how we react either are proactive or re- reactive. So let's talk, let's hit a few bullet points under the bigger category, which is systems. The first system that I believe we all have to put in place is commit to doing some planning. And I know that some people, they just bristle at this. They like to flow or they like to go with the flow or be spontaneous. And listen, I I get, well, I sort of get it. Actually, I don't get it. I don't understand it, but I get that there are different personality types. I do get that. And so Uh, So I I, and just so you know, I schedule my spontaneity. No, I'm I'm joking. I don't. But but uh, but I do agree that there's times that you need to have just space. That's what we talked about in the previous section, which is white space and downtime. But there's also times and especially we're early part of the year when a lot of people may be listening to this that you need to look at the year. You need to look at the month ahead and say, what do I need to do next month? What do I need to be proactive about to achieve and accomplish those things that I know I was designed and created to achieve and accomplish. And so you need to do some planning. And that means looking at a calendar, that means making a list, that means setting some goals possibly. It means thinking about the things that could be barriers or roadblocks to what you're trying to accomplish and attempting to eliminate them. So commit to doing some planning, have some planning time built in and blocked in on your calendar. And one of the things that I love to do with clients, and I've got some of these coming up, is I like to have strategic sessions where we specifically plan for the next 90 days. And this is getting a little bit advanced if you're just a solo person or, or if you're not really working on a business project, but if you're in business, run an organization, even run a family or, or a large team, or, or really if you have a company, you definitely want to look at, at doing strategic sessions where uh, I'll just give you a glimpse of what we do with uh, with many of our clients. We will meet for a minimum of a day. Oftentimes it's two days. We're going to be doing it virtually first quarter of this year. And we will review our strategies or our year-end that, uh, that we had last quarter or if the year just finished up. And uh, we'll see how well we did. We'll evaluate, we'll assess, we'll adjust, we'll tweak. And then we'll also brainstorm and establish the strategic items that we want to put in place, not just regular day-to-day business. I'm talking strategic items to improve upon the business or the organization. We will work on those. We'll, We'll brainstorm. We'll make sure they're viable, make sure that we can get them done. And we will sprint to attempt to get them done over the next 90 days. So I love thinking in increments of 90 days because most of our brains can wrap themselves around 90 days. That is a great way to start working on the focus muscle, it's a great way to start doing planning. And it's a great way to just get strategic in your thinking, either individually, as a group, or as an organization. So think 90 day cycles, that's something to really consider. Um, The next thing I just kind of mentioned already is to to, uh, work on having a strategy session. The reason this is under systems is that this this just needs to be set. It just needs to be something that you do. It's on the calendar so that it pops up automatically and you show up and do it. Not that you go months and months and months and you kind of roll out of bed and go, dang, we need a strategy session. That's part of one thing I do as a coach is I kind of force organizations to do these and make sure that we get them done on a regular basis. So do a strategy session, then implement, then iterate. Uh, Another thing under systems is have mechanisms in place to gather data and input so that we can evaluate the strategic items that we're attempting to work on, see how well we're doing with those, and then adjust and work on different things going forward with data, with information. So have structure and systems in place to gather data and get input. And then the final thing under systems is use systems and tools to stay on track, to be accountable and to not lose focus. And there's a, there's a bunch of things out there. I won't go into a lot of them now. On our team, we use Asana, but uh, there's a lot of other project management tools. There's smart sheets that I know I've got clients that use. There's um there's just so many i think monday is another uh project management tool that i've got a client that works with so there's a lot of them out there they all have a lot of good things some of them have drawbacks but but just find something that works for you and have some tools in place to track monitor and put systems in place so that you are being proactive instead of reactive okay final big topic that we're going to move into are resources And one of the big thing that I want to mention of the resources are not things, but people. And so this is kind of real important because years ago, very similar to, I was a little tough on myself when I was talking about kind of having the adrenaline to stay up late and not get enough rest. I used to discount the need for a lot of people or I used to think it could be systematized or automated. And maybe again, this is a maturity thing. Maybe it's with all the people that I work with. Maybe my heart is softening like the Grinch. I don't know. Maybe I'm just recognizing and realizing the importance of this resource, which is people. So so we're gonna finish up this last big item by talking about how we need people to help us be proactive as opposed to reactive. First bullet point here, important one that I learned 12 years ago when we were going through some challenging financial times after the 2008 downturn, our companies that we had were collapsing. And the big bullet item here is don't isolate yourself or limit your connections. I think I was embarrassed by a lot that was going on. I was really challenged by what was happening. I thought I was a smart guy that had answers. I didn't have answers for a lot of what was going on. And I began isolating myself. Do not isolate yourself because it becomes really easy to start reacting to things and becoming, I'll use a strong word here, more of a victim instead of being proactive and taking charge of your future and moving forward with goals and establishing what you're supposed to do and accomplish. So big bullet point, First one here is don't isolate yourself or limit your connections with other people. The next one builds on that. And that is this, if you feel stuck, if you wonder if you're reacting more than you should be being proactive, or if you feel as if you should be farther ahead, or your company or your organization should be farther ahead, ask for help. Ask for help. Just simply reach out to some people. And I'm going to talk about people around you here shortly. But reach out to someone say, hey, listen, I could really use some help. Or, uh, you know, connect with someone. Or if you've got someone around you that will speak into your life that you know has your best interest at heart, then ask for help. And I really encourage people to do that in the times that we are in right now because there's going to be so many people with some difficult situations. We're we're going to have some economic challenges coming up, I do believe with all that's gone on with the shutdown of the the country. And you know we're not out of that yet at the time that we're recording this. So ask for help. And if you have no one else to ask for help, then send an email to what I mentioned earlier and say, "Hey, listen, I'd really like to connect with Tim and get on get on the line with him and maybe have a coaching call or just an interaction or try to do that and we'll do our best to try to make that happen." So, ask for help. Do not be ashamed. Do not feel guilty. Do not feel bad. We are in a culture and society where we've got to begin reaching out and helping people more and more and more. So ask for help. Next item if you've got an organization, a family, or anyone else that you interact with, which if you listen to the last two bullet points, you should, then we need to begin building leaders and growing our teams. Building leaders, growing our teams. And I'll even say it all the way down to the level of the family. If you're a parent, if you're even a single parent or any of that, we are building leaders with our children. Our children are grown and we still have a role. My wife and I feel like we still have a role in building them, encouraging them and lifting them up as leaders. And I was just on the line with a client yesterday on on a leadership team of a company I work with. And one of the things we talked about with all that was going on one of the best things that they can do is make sure that they free up some time so that they could think about all of the people that work underneath them and think about what does each individual need? Is it that he needs to pick up the phone and give him a call? Does he need to send him a note of encouragement? Does he need to just reach out? I mean, we were just talking us to just sit down and list out all the people you work with and we need to be building people up and encouraging them. So build people around you, especially if you've got an organization, even if you don't, if you're just part of a team, begin working on building leaders around you. Next bullet point, I just have a few more and we'll be wrapping up here shortly, is uh, is a resource that's available to us. And it's the resource that I call self-awareness. And it's something big that I talk about. And that is knowing ourselves in the best way that we possibly can, knowing what strengths we may have. Uh, I listened to an audio with my wife and we were driving back from Colorado just the other day on the Strength Finders and talking about our strengths. And then I also think that it's helpful to know what our weaknesses are. You know, we don't like to dwell on those. We like to fill that gap from, uh, you know, from other people or from teams or systems, but know what uh, maybe our blind spots are, some of our weaknesses might be. So, so make sure that you kind of have an understanding of that. And, and then related to that, what gives you energy? What are you passionate about? What makes you excited? Some of you may be able to tell that this is something that gives me energy and makes me excited. This is, uh, we're recording this and You know, the first full week of January, there's just been some very interesting political things going on. Some people stormed the Capitol in the United States, depending on what part of the world you're in. I kind of felt myself in a weird kind of state mentally, maybe feeling a little bit reactive. But you know what gives me energy is doing exactly what I'm doing right now, which is sharing, hopefully some wisdom and some information that will help people achieve and accomplish and be proactive in what their assignment is and what they're supposed to do. So know what gives you energy. And then the final bullet point, and I believe that this one's important. I mentioned it earlier, but definitely with the nature of what I do, it is very important, I believe, for all of us to have, I'll just mention a few words, wise counsel, maybe a board of directors, a mentor, a coach, uh, someone that we can go to that'll speak into our lives, speak positive and also give us some correction if we need that. And I think that all of us need that. That's part of the resources that we need to have available to us as far as other people go. So wise counsel, strategic advisors. I've actually been called that with some of my clients. They actually call me a a strategic advisor. Board, you know, board. I'm on a few boards of ministries and we have, have a ministry with a board. All of those things. We just need people that we can be accountable to, that they're accountable to us, that they'll talk to us in ways in a mature way that we need people to communicate with us. And that could mean some tough conversations, but we need people that do it with love and compassion. And, uh, and, and we all need that. Like I said earlier, I have it and everyone needs that. So anyway, the four big items, let me review real quick here. We went over uh, how to be proactive in a reactive world. It's your mindset. We covered some items there, your actions, we, call, we talked about systems and then we talked about uh, resources. So I hope that that's been helpful. I wanna remind you, like I mentioned earlier, if you think that you may wanna do some work with me or you think you may need a coach or mentor or someone like that, just reach out to us. We'll kind of put you in the list and we'll, we'll try to schedule those or at least do drawings for it or something like that. But just uh, reach out to connect at seekgocreate.com And we will do all that we can to uh, to get you on the list so that we can communicate and uh, help us all be more proactive instead of reactive. I hope that this has been helpful for you. If it has, I would ask that you share this episode. Uh, I would ask that you share it on your social channels and just let other people know, because when I was laying this out and listing this out, It was something that was a real desire of mine that this was some things that got out to large numbers of people, even larger than we're already impacting. And so help us do that just uh, share this on social if you listen to it on the podcast you could easily do that if you're doing it on YouTube you could do that or if you're doing it uh, on uh, Facebook live or any of the other socials we appreciate it I I continue to thank all of you for participating and being a part of what we're doing here with the podcast YouTube channel and everything else and so thank you so much if you want to give feedback have questions or comments go to all the socials we mentioned those earlier Facebook Instagram LinkedIn, Twitter, and uh, you can find us there and comment on any of this. And I just want to encourage you, be proactive, not reactive, and go out and be all that you were created to be.